There are countless stories scattered about history of desperate men seeking the power to save a loved one from death, or of dark princes seeking ways to claim their father's throne. Now, of course, most of these stories are mere fabrications, created to deter people from making dealings with dark forces. As you probably know, there was always a catch that would seem the mortal undone. Yet within every story is a kernel of truth. The fact of the matter is that there are creatures out there capable of performing great miracles or great evil if the mood takes them. It is also true that one could make a deal with one to gain whatever he so desires. Now these creatures are not the devil himself. The knowledge of how to summon such a powerful and malicious creature was lost long ago. Something I personally feel is for the better. Rather, they are known simply as beasts. The beasts were the servants of the devil, and were possessed of the power to grant wishes, but at a terrible price. There aren't many of them left, but they are always willing to listen to any proposition you set before them. Now, if there's something you want, be it material or otherwise, the beast can grant it, but you will need to be prepared, for these creatures are far from kind and generous. Far from it, in fact. Firstly, you will need to find a forest out of the way of any major cities. This is where the ritual will take place. Secondly, you must bring some food, preferably something that has a strong scent, such as red meat or cheese. This will lure the beast to you. If you can, you should also bring an item of silver if possible. If not, then bring a metal item polished to the point that it looks like silver. Finally, you will need a source of light, although what this is doesn't particularly matter. Before I go any further, I should point out that this ritual should not be undertaken by those who have a weak sense of belief. I don't necessarily mean that you have to be particularly gullible or religious in order to perform this ritual, but if you are the type of person who watches movies and points out all the mistakes, who hates anything fictional, or who has a hard time trusting others, you should not, under any circumstances, perform this ritual, as it is entirely reliant on one's belief for reasons I am yet to describe. Then again, if you are one of these people, you probably don't believe that this is even real at which point. I'm wasting my breath. If you have at this point decided to go through with the ritual, you must arrive at the forest on the night of a full moon. Be sure to be alone. It's alright to feel afraid, but only a little. You must have some confidence. Take out the food and call out. A treat for a treat. Who will give me a treat for this treat? Pause for a bit and shine the torch around. Remain absolutely quiet until you hear footsteps, or rather, hoofsteps approaching. As you shine your light on the shadows, a large figure will detach itself from the darkness. You should make out two curled horns and a pair of shaggy legs ending in cloven hooves as the beast approaches you. Stooping down, 
it will examine the morsel. If the meal is unacceptable, or worse, if you forgot the food, two things may happen. If you are lucky, the beast will snort in annoyance and walk off. More often than not, however, it will attempt to lunge at you. Take out the silver as this will hold it back, for a time at least. If you don't have silver, you must take out the metal and hopes that the beast is driven back long enough for you to get away before it realizes it has been duped and gives chase. If acceptable, it will stand back to its full height. Its voice will be a harsh, gnashing sound as its leonine fangs fit uncomfortable in its goat-like mouth, causing the creature to constantly twist its jaw as though trying to find a more comfortable position. I will lend you a flavor in exchange for this morsel. It will then snap up the food and turn back to you. But first, an amusement. Would you like to play a game? You must accept. It'd be rude not to since you entered its home and called it out. Just nod. The creature will then dip its head pleased and will ask you what you may like as your prize should you win this game. This is where you state what you desire, although you should be rather specific. Some people completed the ritual, only to find their prize somewhat lacking. One poor soul asked for a BMW, and ended up with something that was more rust than car, although it was technically a BMW. The beast will stomp its foot twice down on the ground, similar to a boxing bell, to signal that the game has begun. Now all you have to do is get home. How you do so is completely up to you. However, it won't be that easy, as the beast will be hunting you. In the spirit of sport, it will give you a half-hour head start, but be warned. That is the only mercy that this thing will give you. You'll be faster than any human could ever hope to be, far stronger, and will virtually never tire. This is where your faith comes in. You see, as a creature of the nether realm, the creature is literally shaped by the thoughts and dreams of us mortals. This is what gives it its strength, but also its greatest weakness. Simply put, if you believe strongly enough that the beast cannot hurt you, the beast will not be capable of hurting you. As long as you use your belief in this way, you cannot fail. The beast knows this, and will therefore, throughout the chase, try to shake and weaken this resolve. It will fell trees with but a swipe of its claws, and crush rocks under its treads. It will easily outpace you and try to herd you away from your intended course. Like a cat with a mouse, it likes to toy with its food. It'll make you feel hopeless, like there is no hope of escape. Do whatever it takes to avoid feeling this way. For if you do, you will lose your only defense against this creature.
The moment you touch your door, you will notice that the beast will back off, if somewhat begrudgingly. Whatever you ask for, you will now have. But this is only half the battle. For the rest of your days, the beast will stalk you. At first it will be relatively timid, and only likely show fleeting glimpses of itself at night, or when you are alone. It will get bolder and venture after you in the day, but never when many people are around. Annoyed or even scared by this, you may decide to kill the beast. After all, all you would have to do is believe that the weapon in your hands could kill the beast for it to work. But doing so would also destroy whatever the beast gave you. One person wished that he was immortal and became so. Overconfident, he then hacked the beast apart with an axe, only to crumble into dusk as the years instantaneously caught up with him. This will continue for months at a time. Then the beast may choose not to appear according to a certain factor. For instance, he may never bother you when you are wearing the same shirt as on the night you summoned him. You may pick up on this and start only wearing said shirt, believing it is the shirt that protects you. This is all fine and well until you are no longer wearing that shirt. Perhaps it got lost in the wash or torn. Panicking, you may start thinking that you will only be safe in crowds, but sooner or later the streets will empty. Your house, perhaps, yes. He has never attempted to touch you there. You will lock yourself away, confident that this is the one place the beast cannot touch you. You may hear the hooves outside your door, and may catch sight of a looming shape outside your window. He will twist his face into a horrible parody of a smirk, but he will never touch you, for your faith has finally worked against you. How much food do you have? A week's worth, perhaps. Maybe a fortnight. All you know is you can't leave. You are now certain he will kill you if you leave. You fully believe it. <laughs>